Hello and welcome to Tea with Culture. I'm Wael Hattar with Hin Mizaina. And this episode, our fourth of the Dubai Film Festival Days of Film, we have with us Tom Cotty, who's come from London for the first time to, to Dubai and first time to Dubai Film Festival. And you can see his work on reflectonfilm.co.uk. Hello, Tom. Hi, Wael. So later on, we're going to talk to Tom about his... Uh, his specific writings on on film uh, as well as everything else. But we'll start off like we usually do, talking about the films that Hind and I saw and, and some of the films that Tom saw with us today as well. We're going to start off with Hind talking about the, the larger film, Manchester by the Sea, which, which opened up at the gala today um, early on, and then move on to the rest of the films we saw throughout. So, yeah, I watched Manchester by the Sea uh, by Kenneth Lonergan. And uh, so this film has been... Uh, like it was really big buzz about this film ever since it got released a few months ago, and uh, I've seen like lots of film writers and film critics praising it, and uh, something you know curious about it. And um, so I watched it. It's got Casey Affleck and uh, Kyle Chandler, Michelle Williams, and it's a film about grief and trauma, and uh, beautifully shot. But it, like it didn't wow me based on you know going in. There's this, this certain films get so much hype and and i think the whole kind of oscar contender buzz was already immediately around it uh and i guess for you know there's a lot of these oscar contender films that diff this year anyway but i mean it's it's great it's really sad but there is like humor as well and just kind of a look at dealing with this uh death and trauma and how to carry on with life and with casey affleck's character like he's this broken man because of something terrible that's happened to him which i obviously won't say now and um so yeah, so it was um, yeah, it's a, it's a very uh, it's it's a good film, but I I didn't love it. I didn't leave like shattered or in love with it. And in in, in comparison to that, both you and Tom had just finished watching the Cinema Travelers, right? And that's a small docu- Indian documentary about watching movies. What what, what what's your points on this, Tom? Um, on the opening sequence, I was absolutely gripped by this film. It had. Um, well, basically, uh, there's a, a fantastic scene where we see uh, the traveling cinema team basically setting up the projection for uh, a, a screening in a tent and a really, really desperate audience to see the film. And there are people fighting over tickets and uh, the, the montage is just great. And from there... It, it goes on to explore this kind of phenomenon, and it's been going on for 70 years, which is fascinating, but it doesn't reach the high points of that opening scene, and I, and I kind of hoped it would. And it, was, it for, was it similar to you, Hind? Yeah, I mean, I just, uh, as I was watching it, I thought, yeah, there's something missing, and I don't know, I don't know how to articulate it to, to make me feel uh, more attached to it than I was hoping to. You know, the title was already a selling point for me and the story based on the description but yeah I mean I mean focus on some really you know some great characters my favorite was Prakash Mr. you know the repairman of projectionist and who's also like an inventor and he's so he was like fascinating and I think there could have been a, a separate film about him and he's and he's very forward looking so and, and during the Q&A there was a, a point mentioned that this wasn't a film uh, trying to be nostalgic about it which is, is great and it's true but that, like the three characters each one's dealing with kind of 
what is when the demise of this industry and uh, and each one's dealing it differently and prakash despite like find you know the projections are you know collecting dust or no longer used but he's carrying on like he's now like i don't know he's on a farm right and he created this machine uh, to break down seeds and so he was like really a very optimistic character uh, and i know i was missing like hearing from audience members what their relationship is to the cinema and i asked that during the q and a and i think they just wanted to focus on the people behind it and uh, and and because we don't know enough of their story so i mean it, it, it's a good film it's it's sweet and endearing but i didn't lo- i didn't walk out thinking this is a five star film but you know you know what should be seen it's it, you know an, an insight i think to um a part of cinema history in india that not many people know of yeah i mean i caught my i caught a, I caught a documentary as well uh, earlier today which was zainab hates the snow it's a, a second film by um, that comes to dubai by by kauthar bin hanaya and but this one uh, unlike her earlier one which is a mockumentary this is a documentary that's been filmed over six years about the girl Zainab who is who moves her family from um, Tunis to Canada and kind of that coming of age but through uh, kind of from a via camera lens and it's and it shows things about change when you as you grow up the ideas about religion ideas about self and all of that and it was wonderfully done and similar to 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 her style with kind of funny and clever but still be able, able being able to get a point without being too uh, preachy or drew or too dull uh, and then keeping with that kind of positive outlook uh, i saw king of belgians which was a mockumentary in fact and with a i would say was my kind of accidental gem i mean i read enough reviews to know that it was good but i didn't expect it to be this wonderful the the film was a magical magical happy happy little thing so is your favorite discovery because you seem to be in a very uplifted mood since you watched that film I mean, yes, uh, I'm not necessarily the hugging type, but I wanted to hug the cast and hug the people around me and kind of live and sing. And <laughs> and you're not a hugging person by nature, so that's really funny to see and hear. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was a very positive... It's still... I mean, the theme is still sad because the, 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 the king of Belgium is crossing from Turkey to get back to Belgium and all this stuff in the Balkany area. So the areas that they were in weren't the happiest kind of places in, in Europe. But it's looking at these things with the sincerity of a of this kind of surreal thing, which you can get away with a lot of things. But it was done... All the characters were awesome and human and, and, and flawed in, in wonderful, beautiful ways. And it was just really clever. I can't... I don't know how to explain it more. It's just jolly. Um, compared to, I guess, funny enough, both Zainab and King of the Belgians is about this kind of move and a character kind of changing and growing. And finally, contrasting with the early, the first film I saw today, another film which Hind has seen previously, which is Withered Green, where the act, the character actually does not go anywhere. It's a very barren, standstill uh, kind of movie. Which I remember you, 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 you talked about how 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 much you appreciated. But for me, seeing it, I was kind of left wanting. Not because I didn't come up think, going, go, we didn't go in with too many high hopes, but. Uh, the director did well. The the shots were done wonderfully. I don't know if it was self criticism from his end to make it, but it was quite short for a film that I thought needed to be a little bit more dreary. All right, so it's seventy three minutes. It's his first feature. I think he's done shorts before. I mean, I'm not going to question. I'm sure there's restrictions to do with you know budget and time. Like there's always these factors. And uh, but yeah, no. To me, I think it's one of the standout art films at this festival, and I think one of the standout art films this year. And and yeah, there is a dreariness to this, and it's about this character uh, Iman, and you know how she's kind of coping through life, where like she's kind of taking on the matriarch role. She's looking after her sister. I think she's the one kind of that you know 
funding. There's no, you know, there's no parents, and now, but they need a man because they need a man to go and ask for the hand of um, the, you know, her sister's going to get married and they need. So she's. So the film is about her looking for the uncle, going to the uncles, but everyone's busy with their lives. But also, there's I think a lot of inner conflict with her and her inner. So it starts off also with her going to the doctor and she's waiting for results. And uh, so I think there's kind of. mental and internal problems that isn't necessarily said out loud but I think a lot of a lot of it I think for us to decipher and through clues in the film yeah for me it's not about the the plot the plot was fine but it was about the director going into that cinematic world he was he was going for this kind of slow beautifully shot uh cold film but I don't think he actually took the time to really go there I think I mean because a lot of people walking out of the film hated it because it was too slow And for me, I'm like, no, it needed to be slower. So it kind of sat a little bit on that fence for me where I think it could have been pushed more. But you're right. And funnily enough, though, before we, we talk to Tom now, is that they mentioned that they produced it themselves, their own money. And, yeah, like a proper indie film. And, and when somebody asked them why, it's, it's basically because having funds and getting awards and things for other people, you're stuck with timelines and countries and cities. But this is them, I guess, fighting the film patriarchy of doing it themselves and doing it properly. So in that alone, that's a, it's a great thing. But like I said, young director, wonderful. shot good story but um, I wanted to be that magnificent film that comes out of northern Europe and you're like oh my god my soul is shattered so now less shatter- less soul shattering more soul glowing uh, Tom as we mentioned earlier is um, he he has his uh, film uh, blog which is called reflect on film.co.uk and um, we've met him again through the the world of the internets and the Twitter and via hens blog the culturist so um, we'd like to you to explain to us first of all what do you think of, of our little Dubai Film Festival I guess not little anymore uh, Dubai Film Festival uh, but then also because I know you're watching a lot more Gulf and Arabic films and, and, and documentaries so what's your outsider look on this and you know don't hold any, anything back let it go um, well I think you know not only the, the festival but Dubai in itself has been you know especially for the first couple of days uh, something to get my head around You know, it's, uh, uh, I've never been to a city quite like it. Uh, it. You know, it does things 100% or 110%, you know. It's, uh, and the festival itself is, is, you know, a pretty kind of glamorous affair. So compared to many festivals I've been to, uh, this is probably one of the glitziest. I would say even more so than Cannes. Uh, although there may be a more fancy cars on the Croisette in Cannes, but there are more fancy cars in Dubai in general. Um, as for the festival, I've actually had a really interesting time here um, for two reasons mainly. Um, one, I wanted to find out more about Emirati film, and there have been some really interesting films to see and lots of Emirati filmmakers to talk to. Uh, and also, there's been a lot of great documentaries this year. Um, and I haven't caught all of them, but I've, you know, I found the, the documentary lineup pretty strong. Any standout film or short film or, or director or somebody that you've met from, from these Emirati or Khaliji uh, filmmakers that you'd like to highlight, positively or negatively? Um, I had a really interesting conversation um, with Najum Malganim about her film Honey, Rain and Dust. Um, it's a very sort of subtle documentary that takes its time with three characters, beekeepers in uh, the northern parts of the Emirates. And... I really liked her kind of respectful, contemplative uh, approach to these characters and 
was talking to her, I discovered that these were not easy people to work with at all. Um, and that one scene of that film actually really highlights the problem. Um, one of the ladies says, you can't film with these members of my family. You shouldn't film with these members of my family, but you can film me. And I asked her was this, you know, what it was like throughout the whole process, and she said, yes, it was like this with everybody. So I really admired her work with that film, and um, it was an interesting counterpoint to some of the other Emirati films I saw, um, such as The Worthy by uh, Ali Mustafa, which is, you know, a a genre piece, a kind of horror, a thriller, and something that was in the... Uh, well, it was, it was a project initially created in Hollywood, the script originated there, and by the producers of Paranormal Activity. And then it was brought to Ali, and as his producer told me, they developed the script and made it relevant to this world. And so now, you know, there, it was kind of a first to have a horror produced a horror of that particular nature, a kind of a survivalist horror produced in the UAE. And so I found it kind of interesting how many different kinds of films coming out of the country there are. Uh, so that was good to explore. Did you have a preconceived idea about uh, Arab film or Emirati film uh, before you came here, and what would it be? Well, I had a, an awareness of some Emirati film, but not so much. Um, it, so it was something I wanted to learn about. I knew that Ali Mustafa had done City of Life, and that was you know, a, a film that kind of put cinema here on the map. But um, I didn't really know, you know, much wider than that. Um, I also discovered while I was here, um, Only Men Go to the Grave. And that was an interesting film as an art house film and a self-funded film too, one which really they could say what they wanted, do what they wanted with. So I didn't expect, I didn't anticipate the range of, of stuff going on across various different genres, and it was interesting to see all these different voices. So carrying on with Ali Mustafa, which uh, I still haven't seen the film, and there has been a positive reaction to his film, but he's also, uh, I think, uh, yeah, he's fun, supported by Imagination, so his movies are very well promoted, very well uh, uh, out there, so people are really aware of it, and I was kind of curious, because we both watched Abdullah Kabi's Only Men Go to the Grave, which I'm almost certain that's not going to get any cinema, cinema release. And part of it, I think, is to do with the topic. And I mean, I talked about this with um, another fellow film Twitter with Faisal in the previous episode. But like, A, it's bold of him that he's made this film self-funded, you know, took five years. Uh, but I think he stuck to his vision. And, uh, and I'm sure, you know, the storyline changed over the years. But like, he's, he's come, a, I think he's made a film that he's, I'm sure he's proud of. I think you spoke to him, so I'm kind of curious because I know yesterday he was also saying, oh, I hope you like it, and he was this, there was this hesitation. And, I mean, it was the premiere, and everyone, it was nothing but praise during the Q&A. And I'm curious to know what the second screening is going to be like at the regular screening and, you know, how will people react to it. But I feel there's an interesting kind of contrast between Ali Mustafa and Abdal Al-Kabi, these two filmmakers, uh, where, you know, so far... I mean, Ali Al-Kabi, this is his first feature as well, where Ali Mustafa, this is his third feature, and he's almost now part of kind of the the machine of filmmaking and he's got the backup for it and and um i kept thinking oh why doesn't someone like abdul al-kabi get similar support from imagination because if there's this uh there's this uh path of in, in encouraging filmmakers here and trying to fund it and i'm kind of curious how what certain films are funded and not funded and i know you spoke to both directors and i'm wondering like if any of those topics about kind of making their films and the freedom in making their films um, came up in their discussions? Well, I think with um, Al-Kabi, I think his intention was to make a film exactly that he wanted to make. 
and I think he had no intention of seeking um, sort of you know industry insider kind of money. He 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 just made the film he wanted to make, and and um, whereas um, Ali Mustafa has a a role in this film industry, he's uh, you know uh, a leading commercial director, and that is his. That is, and I think he's very happy with that position. I think he's very interested in growing the film industry in that way, so he can create sort of you know theatrical films that will be distributed in the country, and the audience, local audiences can go and see those films, you know, as well as anything from Hollywood. And I think he also hopes that his films will be distributed wide, more widely than that too, which is a you know totally noble ambition. Um, so I think that they're coming from different places but I would definitely like to see it would be really interesting to see um, a filmmaker like Al Kabi with more backing behind him uh, I would definitely endorse that because I, I think there's a lot of promise in his first film and I think maybe his second film will be really interesting Actually I think you're, you came to a, a lucky a lucky diff because this year versus the years before has had a very very strong um, level of Arabic um, films uh, whether Khaliji or otherwise even the short films maybe, maybe I guess from our evil criticism in the past, they've listened to, to us and started maybe filtering it more, or just the time that happened and, 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 and the evolution of the Arab cinema has really developed. So I think in, in that sense, it's, it's a good year for all of us. And I've watched a lot of Arab films, and we'll watch a few more before it ends. So thank you very much for your, for your time, and hopefully you'll watch a lot more films that you will uh, grow to love. Uh, thank you very much for having me, and uh, I hope to be returned next year.